And anything you want, like we can edit everything. Okay. Could so. you blur out my face and uh, we, we'll do a beauty filter? <laughs> okay, yeah, you better soon. be a big filter. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for having us on yeah. or coming on to the Thanks podcast. Yeah, um, so why don't we start? Tell us who you are and what do you do? Okay, um, my name is Rick Schoberlein. I've uh, I'm a retired law enforcement investigator uh, locally here. Um, Spent 25 plus years and counting, uh, working in one capacity or another as a police officer uh, and then investigator. Um, I currently am working a bunch of different part-time jobs, all some semi-related to the law enforcement field. I uh, was certified a polygraph examiner in 2012 um, and initially was uh, criminal specific type, um, like did you shoot that guy or did you steal that car mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, and it's evolved uh, over the years. Uh, I've retired, and um, my, my partner and I started a business, uh, which we actually um, were under the L- um, umbrella of a private investigation firm called Seeger Services. Um, and they sort of administer uh, the admin side of things. Okay. Um, but uh, we've branched out to do, um, now we do pr- uh, criminal-specific tests for uh, defense attorneys uh, and and things like that, as well as um, post convicted sex offender testing to make sure that they're complying with their conditions of their probation. Okay. Um, and then we also do pre employment polygraphs for different law enforcement agencies uh, for new hires to make sure that they're historically they're telling the truth in their background, et cetera. Right. So and you uh, so do you solely just do the polygraph exams you yourself? Myself and my partner both okay, both. both we we both we invested in an instrument because they're rather expensive. We yeah. invested in an instrument together, so we sort of share the instrument, um, and we share the you know the clients as they come up. We, is it my turn? Is it your turn? That kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I should probably introduce Sam. Sam is a part of King Law, and this is her first time on the podcast. So welcome. Happy to be here. Yes. All right. So, I mean, polygraph exams. I feel like are so interesting to people because. I mean, it's a way to test whether you're lying or telling the truth. Um, people want to know. I will correct you. It's not a lie detector. Oh, it's, it's a deception of detect a deception of detection technique. Oh, okay. Um, what so is that? What does it that do, mean? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily say that. Hey, you're lying, and a big light, light goes off, and but it's it it you're not telling the whole truth about whatever's being asked. Okay. Um, so there's bold outright lies. The lights are off in this room is a bold outright lie. Right. Um, I stole the Hope Diamond. That's an outright lie. Um, if now this is not true, so I don't want. This is one of the examples I use during it to explain this to examinees. This is not true. I just want to make sure that mm, yeah. everybody understands that. <laughs> not but true. Th- th- for a lot of people, like I, I uh, that are examinees that are being tested, they understand this. Like, so if somebody asks me. Have you ever tried marijuana? Yes. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if I had smoked marijuana five times a day every day for 10 years, in both cases, I did try marijuana. Mm-hmm. But I'm withholding the amount in the second scenario. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, can this and again, test, that's not true. Can this, <laughs> can this test pick up on that? Yes. That okay. it, it, the, the instrument will receive will read that as being a lie if you're withholding something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, so maybe we should get into, like, what 
like, all right, what do I want to ask first? There's so many questions. I'm like <laughs> excited about this. This is my, I'm so excited <laughs> about this one. <laughs> um, so, all right, so what these tests can be used for what? Like who's hiring you and what are these tests used for? Okay, well, well let's take them one at a time. So okay. typically if we're hired by a law, a law enforcement agency, it's for one of two reasons. Primarily it's because they want to test a, a potential hire to make sure that they haven't committed uh, serious crimes against people, serious property crimes, um, they've been truthful with their drug use, and that they have not had any significant employment issues. Those are the, I guess, boilerplate questions. Okay. Um, obviously, depending on what the background investigator finds and what they want, to, if there's anything specific, we could also talk, you know, manu- um, generate a question that specifically addresses whatever issue they think they may have found. Um, additionally, uh, so those are pre-employment tests. Those are usually for law enforcement agencies. We can also, and it's rare, but occasionally a law enforcement agency will engage our services to do a criminal-specific exam, like I already mentioned. Did, did you shoot that guy? Did you steal that car? Did, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one client, I would say. Um, I already mentioned post-convicted sex offender testing, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's probation and parole. You could use, it doesn't have to be sex offenders, it could be anybody on probation or parole, and they have certain conditions, as we all know, mm-hmm. and if they, and this, the, those kind of tests are to, are called multi-issue tests, and they're, you know, did you follow these conditions, did you violate this condition, and right. it's, it's a multi-issue test, Okay. whereas the criminal specific is just one issue, mm-hmm. which is, those are more accurate overall because you're only addressing one issue. Right, and obviously like criminal defense attorneys use them. And it's funny that there are so many agencies that use these tests even though they're not admissible in court. It's kind of interesting, don't you think? I'm not gonna argue the legalities of admissible and not admissible. (laughs) Um, My understanding is, and this is going way back more than 10 years ago, is that um, they're admissible if both sides agree, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine a scenario where both sides, the prosecution and the defense, would agree because it's going to be negative for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it and then, really helps establish credibility too, in some capacity. Yes. Yeah. Is um, so <laughs> deeper on a more political level. Uh, if a jury of your peers is sitting there judging you, evaluating the facts of the case, and they hear that the defendant failed a polygraph that could influence the results of the case. Right. And people don't even really know what a polygraph's all about. Right. Guilty, just and, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but also, early in its early stages, the polygraph had a very bad reputation because there was no standardization. There was no training, or minimal training. Um, and it, it was just like one, one examiner was doing it one way, one examiner was doing it another way, and they all said, my way is the best. Okay. And um, now there's the American Association of Police Polygraphists. There's the uh, American Polygraph Association. All, if you're a member, you have to maintain their standards and ethics and uh, continuing education and so forth and use the standardized procedures that have been scientifically based and researched, et cetera. All right. It's probably more than you wanted to know. No, no. Like I said, this fascinates me. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the science behind it. Like, how do you establish who's telling the truth or who is... You know, how how do you establish the results? So everybody's inherently afraid of getting caught in a lie, right? Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to tell a lie that they know they're going to get caught telling. 
Okay. Unless it's like a joke or being facetious or something. So can you describe for me how it felt like the first time you ever got pulled pulled over by the police? Yeah, like I was having a heart attack. Like I Not felt fun. guilty. Not fun. Even if I didn't do anything wrong, you know? Well, you, <laughs> both, you both just admitted that you've been pulled over by the police. <laughs> um, I won't say that I have. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, Mom. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. <laughs> but that feeling that you feel is is your sympathetic nervous system kicking in to protect you from a perceived danger. Okay. okay? So um, boiling it down to make it really simple. Mm-hmm. What that what it's doing is conserving energy for you to do one of two things: fight or flight, right? Okay. So she just learned about this, yeah. Just think about a deer in the headlights. Sometimes they freeze and sometimes they run. It's that's their sympathetic nervous system addressing a perceived danger. Doesn't have to be a real danger, a perceived danger, and taking some kind of action as a result. When you're asked a question that you're going to lie to, your body reacts the same way. It's more subtle. Hence, we need the instrument to measure it all. Um, So the things that we measure during a polygraph are your breathing, your heart rate, blood pressure, your blood pressure changes, your pulse, all that stuff will change as a result of being presented with a danger, uh, as well as the electrodermal skin uh, conductivity, which is, you know, your sweaty palms. Yeah. Um, So those things taken as a whole, one, we don't ever base it on just one category. Okay. It's always a collective global assessment of of the reactivity gotcha. during a test okay and okay i'm sorry go ahead. well no i'm just gonna say so when you first sit down and obviously most people are nervous when they're about to take a test like this um do you measure like a resting heart rate even though it's elevated because they're nervous so i'll um, tell a little story so uh, a relative uh, a few years ago has was in the process to, t- to be hired by an agency and it had some time went by. It's not somebody that I see frequently. And uh, yeah, I was going through the process and I failed the polygraph. I'm like, well, what would you lie about? Well, I, was, I didn't lie. I was nervous. So I, had, I sat down with him and I explained to him nervousness in and of itself will not cause you to fail the test. Because your, nervous is, your nervousness is consistent throughout the test. Yeah. It's not more or less nervous on any particular question unless you're lying to it. Okay. So, and with the other things that you're looking for, it also will show that you're not telling the truth or that something's not truthful. Uh, Like based on, so it's not just your heart rate. It Because you have the other factors in there, you can also tell that. Correct. And I guess maybe I'm being a little bit vague. So during the test, there's there's three overall generally accepted types of questions that are asked in a polygraph. There's known truth questions. Questions that are, that we both know, the examiner and the examinee both know that you're telling the truth to. Mm-hmm. There's questions, investigatory questions. What they, what whoever's case it is, or agency that wants to hire you, what they're trying to find out. Did you kill that guy? Did you, you know, violate this condition of your probation? Yeah. And then the third question is is, is um, known lie questions. Questions that we know, we both know that you're lying to. Okay. Like one of the questions is, have you ever committed a minor traffic law? violation blah 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 yeah and um ever something everybody's done so it's not like there's no stigma attached to right. it everybody's mm-hmm. you know everybody's yeah. ran you know ran across the yellow line or something everybody's yeah. at some whether or not they got caught, caught or not is irrelevant mm-hmm. um but so we have questions that we know the truth to that we know the, that they're lying to yeah and then we have questions that we want to know the answers to 
and they're all taken. They're all equally as important. They're all taken together and compared, and to make and then an opinion is rendered over of the overall reactivity. When you're asking these questions, do you have to stick to yes or no answers, or how does that work? Absolutely, because okay. any any question you ask that's beyond yes or no, you might you know wander off. It's it's yes or no because a it, the more they're answering, the more they're thinking, the more it it could corrupt the data, the physiological data that we're collecting. Okay. But yes, they're always yes or no yes questions. Or no. And there's there's okay. even cases where you can do a silent silent answer test where you ask a question and they just think of the answer and they don't actually reply. Oh, and that works. It's it's still it's the yeah. it's the question that's the stimulus. It's not yeah. the answer. Yeah, that's that makes cool. sense. That's interesting. That is. You don't even have to say anything, and you already know the answer. <laughs> So what can affect a result of a test? If you, let's say, like can caffeine or substances of any sort, can those affect results? Um, caffeine, no, unless it's like such an excessive amount. Anything, any medications, prescription over the counter, caffeine. Um, like taking 10 a normal, shots of espresso, is that overkill? <laughs> Maybe, depends okay. on, but, but whatever's normal for you, though. If you, if you always take... Ten, Ten shots, shots of espresso of every day. Yeah. Your body's used to that. Yeah. It's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. I don't. But if My you don't, heart could not handle that. But <laughs> if you don't drink coffee and you drink ten cups of coffee, that's mm-hmm. that's not normal. Right. Um, most of the time, what affects tests is people either purposely or you know, unintentionally trying to manipulate the test. Whether okay. it's moving around a lot because you have to sit oh, still. Mm-hmm. Um, Accentuating your breathing when you know it's one of the you know one of the directions during the before but the pretest phase is sit still, breathe normal. If you okay. can't follow directions, the, the two reasons people um, the two things you need to do first of all to pass a test, tell the truth mm-hmm. and follow directions. The three reasons why somebody might not react favorably on a particular question is they're lying, they forgot to talk about something ahead of time, or they are too ashamed or too embarrassed. Right, to answer. Mm. So is that the, so substances like caffeine, they don't necessarily affect it, but what about, like we talked about this, we talked about anxiety, but what about, so blood pressure, having high blood pressure or any illnesses and diseases, can those impact? No, because they they maintain maintain Mm -hmm. consistency Consistency. throughout the test, so, Yes, somebody might have high blood pressure, but it's not going to be mm. high at the beginning and low at the end, or vice versa. Okay. It's it's going to be consistent. Right. So, um, and as far as over the counter drugs and prescription drugs, um, yeah, some have a slight effect, but very rarely is any particular drug going to have an effect where it would, uh, you know, it would take away the possibility of doing the, uh, an accurate test. Okay. So the lesson here is be consistent. <laughs> well, if, like so. When when I make an appointment for somebody to come in to, to take a polygraph exam, uh, you know if you if you take prescription medication, take them as normal. Mm-hmm. No drugs or alcohol twenty four hours before right. the end. Like you don't want someone going through the withdrawal and then taking this test. Right, and we don't. And it, so the the best way to prepare for the test is just to get a good night's sleep. Okay. And you know, it's it's the age of the internet, obviously. So more often than not, they've done research on their own. And let's take it from like if you have a if you're diagnosed with whatever you know say it's a minor medical condition mm-hmm. if you go if you start digging into the web 
you're going to find worst case scenarios all over the place for even a, probably a hangnail or something. Right. Um, so a lot of people do them a dis, do themselves a disservice by doing a lot of research ahead of time because now they've gotten all these opinions on the internet that may or may not, you know, sorry to burst your bubble, but everything on the internet is not true. <laughs> what? Bummer. Wow. <laughs> Sam, did you know this? I was unaware. <laughs> this is news to me. Yes. <laughs> well, and it probably makes you a little bit more nervous because now you're like, okay, I have to remember to do these four things in order to pass this mm -hmm. test. And then you're... It's, it should be easy to tell the truth. Not thinking about what's in front of you. Should right, the, the truth you don't have to think about. Yeah. If you're going to make up a lie, you have to think about that. That's, right. There's creativity there. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's more pressure. It's more likely that you're going to get found out when you're not telling the truth. Yeah. So that it heightens your anxiety level. Um, so walk me through what a test is like. And so we talked about being prepared. So basically you get a good night rest. You do what you normally do. And you come in, and then then what? So obviously, introduce myself. Yeah. Uh, but the first portion of the test is is simply sitting across the table from the examinee and just talking to them, making sure they're they're physically and mentally capable of taking the test, which ninety nine point nine percent of all people are. I, that's one of the things I use in my tests. Is it, mm -hmm. it's like a standard. So you ask you ask the uh, excuse me, a simple medical questions to. Diabetes, ulcer, heart condition, so forth and so mm -hmm. on. Did you take? Do you take any medication? Did you take it today as you're supposed to take it? And it's just a it's a medical checklist and psychological checklist. Do you see a psychiatrist? Are you diagnosed with anything? Um, which doesn't eliminate them from being able to take the test. Um, there's very, I'd like I've been, I've done well over 500 tests. I've been doing tests for 10 plus years, and I've only ever told one person we're not going to test you today, and they showed up to the exam intoxicated. So I was gonna say, yeah. what if you that's, came in drunk? Is that, so that's just, not we a just good won't, plan. We don't do the test, and it's, it's not a it's not a plan that's gonna get you through the test. Um, I do have a question. So, like, let's say you ask someone, "Did you take the, your regular medications today?" They say no. What do you do? Well, same thing. You just be like, "Well, you can't take the test," or does it like? No, not, it, it depends on what the medication is, gotcha. and it, even if it even has any impact on the test. Okay. So it's just a formality thing. Almost. There's a we have access to a drug reference that mm -hmm. if you know whatever the drug may be, you, we plug it into the reference, and because nobody knows what there's yeah. new drugs coming out mm -hmm. every day, Absolutely. so there's no way you could memorize them all. Um, but if it, let's just, I'm trying to think of something. Um, Flonase, I don't know, just mm -hmm. the first thing to pop. The, yeah. it, it has no effect on a test. Yeah. And so it, it will actually break it down where I already talked about the three different things that we measure, mm. breathing, heart rate, and electrodermal activity, right? Yes. It breaks it down so a drug may affect one and not all three. And it tells you, it, it even tells you how much it affects, slight increase, significant, or none. I mean, That's so really cool. It, so it knows, it knows yeah. more, more than I'll ever know. Mm -hmm. but. If it's something significant, then maybe we, yeah, maybe we put off the test and say, hey, next time, you know, make sure you take your medication right. as you normally do. But I haven't had it. I, yeah. like I said, 500 plus tests, I've never had that happen. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we come in, you do the pre-evaluation and then like, what is the machine? Does it get strapped to your body? Like, okay. what does it look like? <laughs> I so, have seen this part on uh, like TV and stuff. So it's. The instrument, the polygraph instrument, whatever company makes it, they're all there's four or five different kinds out there. They all generally do the same things. They they have uh, attached to your person would be two um, 
pneumograph tubes that are just like big rubber bands that go around your chest, and they monitor the involuntary movements associated with breathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you have, a just like you see in the doctor's office, a blood pressure cuff on your arm. Um, It's sustained pressure, not like the doctor just does it for, you know, 30, 40 seconds and then tells you what your blood pressure is. This is continuously under pressure for the entire time. It's just monitoring the relative changes in your blood pressure. Like, I can't tell somebody that you're 120 over 80. Right. Um, Because it's not grabbing it that hard the whole time. And it's it's literally just monitoring the changes in your blood pressure, which is going to change if you're presented with a danger, which is the lying to a question. And then the third thing is the electrodermal skin activity. So it's every, everything, not everything, but I guess the synapses, neurons, nerves, all work with electricity, okay. right? Electric, yeah. current. And we, so it doesn't introduce any electricity, it just monitors what's already present. And those things change as all part, you know, as all the physiological uh, reactions change when you're presented with that perceived danger. Okay. And, then, and then there's also, that's not, it's not helpful in detecting deception, Unless somebody's purposely trying to defeat the test, mm-hmm. but there's they all everybody sits on a, a movement sensor that's very sensitive. It'll if you're wiggling your toes in your shoes, it'll pick that up. Oh, if, that's interesting. If you're very emphatic when you say yes or no, it'll pick up you shaking. I mean, it's very sensitive. Yeah. So and what that's for is if two reasons: one, people have a tough time sitting still, mm-hmm. and even when they're telling the truth, they may accentuate their answer by nodding their head. Or somebody purposely trying to defeat the test, they may, you know, clench their muscles when they're lying to. Did you shoot that guy? No, you know, you know, it's it's very, you know, very exaggerated. But um, so the movement sensor lets us know if they if they're doing that either unintentionally or intentionally. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if they're doing it unintentionally, well, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Let's just try to get through this. Yeah. um, Try to avoid that. And if they're doing it intentionally. Then we'll try to ask them, you know, what's going on? Why are you doing this? What is there something you need to tell me? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, How long does a test typically last? Um, I've had the let's see, I've had them last up as up to five five and a half hours. Wow. Um, when somebody's very talkative mm-hmm. and has has a lot to reveal, and I've had them take as as quickly as an hour and a half. So can someone explain themselves for the yes or no answer after the fact? Uh, that's what so. I guess I, I, I guess I glossed over that part. So when somebody comes in, the first thing we do is we sit down and we have we have a chat. We, they tell me their name, you know, date of birth. Mm-hmm. We do some administrative stuff, you know, a waiver yeah. giving, you know. Uh, so um, they have to be, it has to be voluntary. They can, we're not going to force anybody to take it, you know, because that raises all the anxiety when you're forcing somebody to do something. And then we talk for a while about all the, the medical stuff. And then we, why are we here? You know, we're, we don't just sit and start taking the test. What are we doing here? Are we, right. are we doing a, uh, you know, post-release con- conditions test? Are we doing a, a pre-employment? If we're doing a pre-employment, we might talk about, okay, you know, in your entire life, have you ever um, stolen something mm-hmm. greater than $25? Or have you ever um, been uh, reprimanded at work? Or, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of host of questions. Um but you talk about it, and they and you give them the opportunity to say, "Yes, I did that." Yes, well, what kind of drugs have you tried? Well, I've, I've tried, you know, three or four times. I tried marijuana, but I've never done anything else. Okay. And then and then we question them on that, right. and if they're telling the truth, uh, based on the okay. instrument, is that I've, yeah, I've, that I've, makes I've, sense. Yes. yes. So that's the part I've, I probably glossed over earlier, and I apologize for that. No, but that's th- so that's so you don't 
if it, if it's a, spe- a, a criminal specific exam, did you mm-hmm. shoot that guy? You talk about the case, obviously. Right. But just like anything else, if if you're talking and they're not talking, they're not gonna they're not gonna reveal anything. Okay. So it's sort of a open ended. Okay, so why we're we here today? And then they let, let them, them let them go. Yeah, and you gotcha. you know qualifying questions or clarifying questions are fine, but don't yeah. right do what I'm doing now and talk too much. Yeah, yep. So mm. the results of the test, like if you see them on TV, like I don't know if you saw the Kardashians through Vogue did a lie detector test, and they asked each other questions. Did you see that recently? Yeah. Oh, I did not. So in the the uh, examiner was there and they said yes or no that to that was true in the moment does that that doesn't happen right that's i think <laughs> that's a hollywood uh <laughs> you know i i was watching a tv show not too long ago where um it's a police show go figure um <laughs> but they're they're bringing the the police officers in to try to find out who stole the money from the, the crime scene and it's it's like there's the examiner sitting at one end and the the police officer under you know under investigation and then, like his command staff, like, like it's one on one. There's no, there's no okay. like group interview yes, when you yes. do a polygraph. And like so, the answers, the results. Do you share that with the individual in the moment, or sometimes you probably can't? Like, um, how does that work? It, immediately following the test, you can have you may have a preliminary idea of how they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't ever give anybody the the final results of the test there because mm-hmm. I. I want to take that and to go over it. I want to take the time and look at it like with a fine-tuned comb and make sure I'm not missing something. Right. Um, or so, each question, you're not like you failed, or like <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. Well, we should have a buzzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what but, would you be missing after you review it? Like just well, different things in. Well, so we talked about the the, the different. Mm-hmm. They're called channels. The yeah. the breathing. Yeah. The heart rate. The electrodermal activity and the seat sensor. Just making sure you They're, read all those, double check them and stuff. Have you ever seen like a medical show where the EKJs course, bouncing yes. across? That's exactly what a polygraph is. Okay. It's all these little lines bouncing across yeah. the screen, and the yeah. screen scrolls. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can't see every line as it's. So you got to go home. I you're, see. You're concentrating on a them and be the instrument to make sure because things change they yeah. go up and down and they may leave the screen you have to calibrate the, mm, the, the instrument yeah. to be able to keep it right um recording what you're trying to collect mm-hmm. so there's a lot to do yeah. all, all at once so yeah. to try to interpret the data is pretty hard yeah yeah um but you generally know because mm-hmm. you, you're i mean and but i hesitate to say what it is because i want to look at it without the yeah. pressure of being in the room right. and, and you want to do your job. There, there's check everything. Possibility yeah. that you missed a movement on a question that may have affected the question. Right. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question: Is are there any tells that you've come across in your experience that have nothing to do with the test that you're like, oh, that person's lying, or oh, they are telling the truth? Well, I don't want to get too specific here okay. because <laughs> give away all my secrets. Give me some. <laughs> And you can see it. I mean, poker players, poker tells. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, yeah. somebody always. You know, they have a good hand. They scratch their head, or they bounce their knee, or whatever. And those are the neurolinguistic programming okay. that you don't like. You consciously don't know you're doing. Yeah. And there's there's millions of them, and and that in and of itself is not like oh they're they're lying because they're bouncing their knee. Right. That in conjunction with other things like verb tense and um, minimizing and deflecting. Those all go hand in hand to collectively say, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then the instrument may or may not verify that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
verb tenses is, is a big thing. It's like mm-hmm. they're talking about my loved one that's missing. If they use the past tense, you know, tell them I loved them, mm-hmm. then they're, they're sort of indicating that they're no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. There's, and there's other ones, too. There's uh, Statement analysis is very interesting. I'm not very, you know, I, I'm not up to speed on it, but you, the way people say something tells a lot about whether it's true or not. Um, when somebody tells a story about a particular event, it should be even. Mm-hmm. What they talk about at the beginning, what they talk about the event, and what they talk about after the event should all pretty much be about the same amount of time. Yes. If somebody spends 80% of their time talking about before the event, you know, glosses over the event and then talks, you know, a little bit about the after event, why is that? Why are they afraid to get talk about the actual event or not? Okay. That's just a... Yeah. And none of it's a, the end all and be all. It's just, no, you know, indicators. Interesting. Like, um, what do they say? Like, if people are talking to you and then they look to the left, that it's an indication of... That they're not telling the truth. Like, Something do you ever like hear, see any truth to those? In your opinion, I mean, obviously, it has nothing to do with the test, but just in your own. General yeah, the answer is yes, sometimes, but rare. Mm-hmm. So the theory behind that, um, if I'm remembering my inter- interview and interrogation schools correctly, <laughs> is and I don't know which way is which because it's. Yeah. But if you look one direction, you're recalling a memory. If you look the other direction, you're creating a memory. Okay. Because left brain, right brain, yeah. okay. and that's yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the extent of my medical training. Cool. No, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, why do you enjoy what you do? So when I first um, I first got promoted to investigator, I started working with, a, with a, a gentleman that was already established investigator and a polygraph examiner. And um, I found it interesting. We talked about it over coffee here and there. Um, I knew he was eligible to retire, and the other examiner in the office was eligible to retire. At the time, I had a long time left to go on the job, uh, and I just found it really interesting that all the stuff that we've already talked about, that's like, and it's, it works. And people that don't understand how it works, like, um, I'll give you a little story real quick. When I first came back from polygraph school, I had a, I had a, a coworker ask me if I could do a polygraph on one of his uh, suspects. And he says, "Yeah, can you, do you mind if you can you do you mind help me out? Can you throw your chicken bones and see if see if you can tell <laughs> this guy's lying?" And um, I did the test. The, the guy failed the test, and the guy confessed to a pretty heinous crime. And I was new; I was all excited. I, it worked, you know. And uh, but I also changed his view on polygraph. Like, right? I explained this test. I sat down with him and I showed him the the the, the test and the, how it works. And from that point on, it's been one of his best friends. Um, but I find it interesting because we've, my, my partner and I have, over the years, um, have co-workers and friends. We've given them a deck of cards, pick a card, um, and then we've tested them. And oh, every single time we've been able to tell them like, which card they picked. Truth. Oh, that's cool. so cool. That's, that's really cool. That's, that's sort of like, like a, you know, parlor <laughs> games, but yeah. Um, yeah. it does work. Have a booth at the psychic fair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Um, well, I... I mean, I believe I. I mean, I find this fascinating. I enjoy the science behind it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do you have any other questions about it? I wish we could do it on each other. Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be so <laughs> fun. There, there's, there's maybe some things that you don't want. To know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it would that's be a little true. stressful. Never ask a question you don't want the answer to. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, well, 
Yeah, I think that answered everything for me. Thank well, you so much for coming on. Yeah. Can, can I plug the Seeger yes. Services? Tell me where we can find you. Seegerservices.com is the website, and the email is Seeger at Seegerservices.com. Um, and we, the, the company itself does all sorts of different private investigation uh, functions, and Polygraph is one of them. And Sweet. that's where we can be found. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks well, for thank having you. me on. <laughs>